0: Welcome to the Faith Lift Radio Podcast, where doubt is destroyed and your faith is lifted. Here's today's message from Dr. Glenn. We are going to have a fantastic time in the Word of the Living God today. Like I always tell you, let's open our Bibles, please to the book of Matthew, the sixth chapter. Now, of course, you know that uh, the sixth chapter of the book of Matthew, Jesus is talking, and um, he gives us what I call the unbeatable trinity. The unbeatable trinity which is when you fast, which is when you pray, and which is when you give. When you fast, when you pray, and when you give. And that's what I call the unbeatable trinity. And since we are in a season of prolonged fast for 21 days, and so we are fasting already, and um, you know, so we're not going to put the emphasis on fasting tonight, and we're not going to put the emphasis on giving tonight. Our, our emphasis tonight would be on prayer. Can you say amen? So because fasting without prayer is nothing but uh, uh, hunger strike. All right, so let's go to Matthew chapter 6. And I want to be talking to you today about the prayer closet. I'm going to be talking to you today about the prayer closet. What does that mean? Uh, Are we going to look at the dynamics of the prayer closet? Uh, Do we have an example of the prayer closet in the Bible? Well, yes, we sure do. Amen. So, with that said, let's go to Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6. And so, Father, we want to thank you for the Word of God, Spirit of God. I'm asking you today that you will think through my mind and that you will speak through my lips. So thank you thank you, that these are your people that God is to hear, mind to understand, and heart to receive the Word of God. Everybody say amen. So, let's go to Matthew chapter 6, and we're going to read verse 6 today. Matthew chapter 6 and verse 6. Uh, praise God. Jesus said, but you, when you pray, when thou not if you pray, but when thou press. And you know, we've been on a series on the Sundays, uh, going deeper into God. There is a river, and we've discovered that, uh, that uh, the water rose up from the ankle level, amen, and then to the what? To the knee level, amen, and then on this Sunday, we're going to be learning about uh, water that comes up to the loins. Can you say amen? Praise God. All right, now, ladies and gentlemen, and we've discovered that the uh, the knee level is what we talk about, Bethel, amen, and my house shall be called, what? A house of prayer. Everybody lift up your hands and sit with me. My house uh, shall be called, uh, what? A house of prayer. So all of us uh, as believers, we have a call in our life, and that is to pray. Can you say amen? He said, when thou prayest. Enter into thy closet. I need you to underline that in your Bible. Enter into thy closet, and when you have shut the door, everybody say, Shut the door. Come on, talk to me. Say, Shut that door. Shut that door. Amen. Hallelujah. There was a there was a famous comedian in the in, in the UK that used to say, Shut that door. All right, shut that door. All right. When you pray, when you uh and when thou hast shut thy door. Pray to your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret shall reward you openly. Can you say amen? Now, let's go to Colossians chapter 4. Colossians in chapter 4, and we're going to read from verse 2. Colossians chapter 4, and we're going to read verse 2. It says, uh, Paul is talking to the church in Colossae. He says, continue in prayer. One Bible says, devote yourselves to prayer, and watch in the same with thanksgiving. Praise God. Everybody say, watch and pray. Pray. And then say, pray and watch. Praise God. Glory to God. Now, let's go to Daniel chapter 6. And while you turn into Daniel chapter 6, Jesus said, I want to quote to you once again from what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 6 and verse 6. But you, when you pray, enter into your closet. Now, do me a favor. All right, everybody, lift up your hands to God, your right hand to God, and say this with me, when I pray, I will enter into my closet. Say it again. When I pray, I will enter into my closet, uh, and I will shut the door and pray to my Father who is in secret, uh, and my Father who sees in secret uh, will reward me openly. Can you say amen? Amen. Do you want a strong prayer life? Does your prayer life frustrate you? Do you want to know how to spend one hour with God but don't know how to pray for one hour? Well, I have the answers to your question. You need to get my book, Prayer Coach. Prayer Coach will lead you into a productive and powerful prayer life. Call 502-523-4407 or go to my website, org. Call 502 502- or go to glenoreckion.org. You need to get my book, uh, Prayer Coach. Praise God. Now I want you to write this down. Write the word, circle the word, um, closet. So we're talking about the prayer closet. (coughs) The prayer closet. Now what does that mean? I want you please to write this down. The word closet here is the Greek word tameion. Tameion. Uh, so how, the way you spell it is by spelling the word tame. T a m E. All right. Tame. All right. Eon. I O N. Eon. All right. Now that word uh, evolved through New Testament times. All right. So I want you please to write this down. The word tameion means a secret chamber a secret what chamber so what was jesus saying when you pray enter into a secret chamber in a place of no distraction in fact i want you to write this down a place of no technology all right a place of what no technology and no distraction let me tell you this let me tell you something about technology it's very distracting all right especially when it comes to prayer when it comes to prayer, technology is very distracting. All right. And the second meaning of the word tameyon is the word storage. Amen. That's is the word storage. And then, I want you please to write this down, please. The word tameyon also meant, uh, all right, storehouse. Storehouse. So, I've given you three S's of what the prayer closet is. Number one, it is a secret chamber. Number two, it is a storage place number 3 praise god it is a storehouse it is a storehouse it is a hiding place uh, by the time <coughs> by the time uh, it came to the times of the lord jesus in the new testament the uh, tameon was used i want you to write this down to the place where they were kept their 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 um, their gold and their monies, and so forth and so on. They would have a vault in uh, a safekeeping place, a safekeeping place. So I want you to write this down. So the word closet here, number one, it means a secret chamber. Number two, it means a storage. Number three, it means a storehouse. Number four, it was a safekeeping place, a safekeeping place, are you listening? But also in the times of the New Testament, that word have also progressed to the uh, to where it refers to a place of privacy and intimacy. It was a secret place of privacy and in intimacy now uh in other words if you for example when you when you have your own house you're married and you have your own house the master bedroom of the husband and the wife would be known as the tamayon okay that's the place of privacy and intimacy so by the time of the new testament it have evolved from just being a secret chamber from being a storage from being a storehouse for being a safe keeping place To becoming a place of what? uh, It means what? A bedroom of uh, privacy and what? Intimacy. Can you say amen? Praise God. Now, what is a prayer closet? Let's go to Daniel chapter 6. And you're going to see... That Daniel, who was a man of prayer, he had a prayer closet. Now, the Lord Jesus Christ also had a prayer closet, but his prayer closet was not in a room. His prayer closet was on a mountain and in the Garden of Gethsemane. That was his two prayer closet. Now, we know that uh, Peter's prayer closet was on top of the house. All right? On the rooftop. Now, the Apostle Paul The majority of the time, his prayer closet was a jail, okay? Was a jail, all right? A cell, all right? And so so you have to broaden your understanding of what a prayer closet is. But let's go to Daniel chapter 3. Daniel chapter 3, and we're going to read from verse, Daniel chapter 6, rather, from verse 3. Daniel chapter 6 and verse 3. All right, in fact, let's, put, let's, let's keep it uh, from verse 1. Praise God. Daniel chapter 6, verse 1. It pleased Darius to set over the kingdom 120 princes, which should be over the whole kingdom. Verse 2. And over these three presidents of whom Daniel was first, that the princes might give accounts unto them, and that the king should have no damage. Now, let's look at verse 3. Then this Daniel was preferred above the presidents and princes because what an excellent spirit was in him. And the king thought, praise God, to set him over the whole realm. Now, look at verse 4 now in your Bible. Then the presidents and princes sought to find occasion against him. Now, by the word, to find an occasion against Daniel, other new, newer version of the Bible will use the word, sought to accuse him. So, by the word, to find an oca- a- occasion, I want you please to write the word, accusations. All right, these are people accusing Daniel, bringing accusation against him, and concerning the kingdom, but they could not find... But they could find none occasion, nor fault, for as much as he was, what, faithful, neither was there any error or fault found in him. Now, verse 5. Then said these men, we shall not find any occasion against this Daniel, except we find it against him concerning the law of his God. Then these presidents and princes assembled together to the king and said thus unto him, King Darius, live forever. All the presidents of the kingdom, the governors and the princes and the counselors and the captains have consulted together to establish a royal stature and to make a firm decree that whosoever shall ask a petition of any god or man... All right, for 30 days, save of thee, O king, he shall be cast into the den of lions. Now, O king, establish the decree and sign the writing that it be not changed according to the law of the Medes and Persians, which altereth not. Praise God. Can you say amen? Now, look at verse 9. When Darius, King Darius, signed the writing and the decree, now look at verse 10, please, all right <clears throat> wherefore king darius signed the writing and the decree verse 10 now when daniel knew that the writing was signed he went into his where? house, and his windows being open in the what in his chamber toward jerusalem that's his top bedroom praise god he knelt that's what you call the prayer closet i want you to write this down Daniel had a prayer closet. And in that prayer closet, the Bible says, he knelt upon his knees, all right? He kneeled down upon his knees three times a day. Everybody say, three times a day. And what did he do? He prayed and gave thanks before God, amen, as he did before time. Can you say amen? Now look at verse 11, please, All right, verse 11, then these men assembled and found Daniel praying, glory to God, and making supplication before his God. Notice that Daniel had a place of prayer. Now, if you back up to chapter 2 and chapter 3, you remember when uh, King Nebuchadnezzar had a dream. You remember that? Okay. And that uh, uh, he could not, he did not, he forgot the dream. And then he called all the wise men, all the astrologers, all right, all the the sorcerers, all the wise men of of Babylon to tell him about the dream. And so they said to him, well, you tell us the dream and we'll give you the interpretation. He said, aha, here's the deal. I have forgotten the dream. All right. And they said, man, I mean, what kind of king? There's no man who asks such a thing of people. And that made the king mad. All right, And so he released an executive decree to kill all the wise men of Babylon. Remember that? And so Ariok, uh, with this executive decree, all right, went out to go and look to kill all the wise men of Babylon. And when he came to Daniel, and Daniel was not aware of what was going on, he said, what's the hurry, man? What's the hurry? And then he told him about the, uh, the king's plight. And so Daniel said, hey, tell the king, give me some time. Alright, now look at, your, look at your neighbor and tell him, you need time in prayer. You need time in prayer. You need time in the prayer closet. You need time in the prayer closet. Now, he went there and he took his friends, where? In his chamber. And he began to pray. So you notice that Daniel had a habit of, of going into his prayer closet or his secret chamber to pray. And so God gave him the the dream and then the interpretation of the dream. Miracles are miracles. So he goes to Arius and says, bring me before the king. I know what his dream is and I know what the interpretation thereof is. Right? And the king said, hey man, um, are you sure you know the dream? He goes, yep. Amen. by myself I don't know the dream. But there is a God in heaven who is a revealer of secret. Can you say Amen. So here's the deal, what I want you to understand. The Bible talks to to us about the secret place of the Most High God. So here's the deal. When you have a prayer closet, praise God, you're going into the secret place. And when you go into the secret place, praise God, you are going to have an encounter with the revealer of secrets. And when you have an encounter with the revealer of secrets, he will give you the secrets of the Lord. Can you say amen? You can give me a better amen than that. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. So what is a prayer closet? What is a prayer closet? It is more than a physical room or place that you have dedicated to the place of prayer. Now, there are people that have heard us teaching about Having a secret place to pray and having a prayer room like i have my own holy room but there are people that never go into the holy room and pray so they've only they've only dedicated a room or a space in their house or a chair uh, that they have that they pray but many do not go into that place are you are you listening and let me tell you this if you've done that you really need to buck up on your idea all right now but The prayer closet, ladies and gentlemen, is more than just a physical place, all right, or a physical room that you have dedicated. You should, and we will tell you about that in a minute, praise God. But what is a prayer closet? Let me give you about seven or eight things about the prayer closet. Praise God. You know me, I'm very systematic in the way I teach and preach, and you will always you will always get points. Even if you re- don't remember everything, you're gonna remember one. Amen. And now if you can't remember one, I can help you. All right. May God have mercy on your soul. All right. Number one, write this down, please. I want you please to write this down. What is the prayer closet? Number one, write this down. The prayer closet, uh, are you listening Jacksonville? The prayer closet is the place of your daily appointment and encounter with God. It is your daily, it is, the prayer closet is the place of what? Appointment. Everybody say appointment. And encounter everybody say appointment and what encounter if you have an appointment with the doctor or if you have an appointment with the dentist god help you if you have an appointment with the dentist right you will encounter the dentist is that is that correct amen you can't have an appointment with your doctor and then your doctor's not there Because when you have an appointment, the place of appointment is a place of encounter. Can you say amen? Praise God. Thank you, Lord. So Daniel, the Bible tells us, kept his daily appointments with God three times a day. How many times? times? Three times a day. Some of you eat three times a day. And in between eating three times a day, you have a lot of snacks in between. All right, (laughs) But we will keep our snack appointment, our food appointment. But Daniel, praise God, amen, he learned the secret of keeping an appointment with God. And his daily appointments with God triggered encounters with God. Can you say amen? Somebody say hallelujah, praise God. And I want you to write this down, please, hallelujah. When you keep your daily appointments with God... Amen. Can you say amen? Keeping your daily appointments with God will be the appointing of your life and the disappointment of your enemies. Can you say amen? Amen. Come on now. Somebody say hallelujah. Hallelujah. You you know you can give me a better amen than that. Glory to God. Let, Let me say it again. Keeping your daily appointments with God will be the appointing of your life and the disappointments, the disappointing of all your enemies. God is good. Amen. How many of you here you want to disappoint your enemies? Praise God. Glory to God. How many of you you want to disappoint the the, the spirit of sickness, the spirit of infirmities and demonic spirits? Well, you've got to keep your appointment with God. When you keep your appointment with God, you will have divine encounters. You will have miracle encounters. You will have glory encounters. Can you shout amen, somebody? Thank you, Lord. That's a good amen. Thank you, sir. Praise God. Hello everyone, I am Glenn and I'm so glad that you are listening to my podcast. If you want to deepen your understanding of God's Word, all you've got to do is go to my website. There'll be many articles to bless you there. And you can also follow me on social media. You can connect with me on Facebook when I teach live on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday when I'm not traveling. So join me on Facebook. Join me on YouTube. But I'm so glad that you are listening to my podcast. When you go to my website, there will also be many books that are available to you that will change your life. All you're going to do is go to glenarechion.org. Now, if you need prayer, call 502-523-4407, and we are ready to pray for you. Praise God. So, number one, the prayer closet, uh, amen, is the place of appointment in encounter with God, divine encounters, Jesus kept his um, appointments with God. In Acts chapter 3, we're told, if you go to Acts chapter 3, we're going to read from verse 1, 2, and 3, and we'll see a pattern here in the lives of, of uh, the early church and the disciples. Acts chapter 3, please. Let's read verse 1 onwards. Verse 1 onwards. Now, everybody read now, please. Now, what? Who? Peter and John went up together into the temple at the what? Hour of prayer. They knew the secret of keeping prayer appointments. They knew the secret of keeping prayer appointments. That's why, even though my body doesn't like it, all right, I keep my 6 a.m. appointments with God. Can you say amen? amen. Somebody say hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. <clears throat> listen very carefully. You know what the problem with many of you is? Jacksonville, listen to this. Let me ask you a question. Can you re can you can you can you run a marathon tomorrow? No. no. If you want to run a marathon, you have to do what? Train Train and prepare yourself. That's why many, when they preach, there's no anointing because they only pray the day before. They only pray the night before the, the service and then they wonder why nothing happened. Well, you didn't prepare for it. Are you listening? So you got to keep your water level up all the time. Prepare yourself up all the time. And the reason why miracles came easy for Daniel and for the Apostle Paul and for Peter and John and for the Lord Jesus is because they kept the prayer closet. They kept their appointments with God. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. All right. Number two. I want you please to write number two, please. The prayer closet. I want you to write this down. Is a room or a place where you engage God, worship God, bringing heaven down. And that place becomes an altar of connection and spiritual transaction with the Spirit of God. Praise God. Now, look at verse, let me say it again. Let me say it again slowly for you. The prayer closet, ladies and gentlemen, is a small room or place. It depends on how big you, I mean, my my holy room is pretty big. All right? And I like to pray in my basement as well. There's nothing going on there but me. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. All right? The prayer closet is a place where you actively deliberately engage god worship god bringing heaven down and that place becomes an altar of connection and spiritual transaction with the holy spirit praise god the more you pray in one you pray in one place the more you saturate that place with prayer, with worship, the more that place will have an atmosphere of glory. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So the prayer closet is a place or a room where you deliberately engage God, worship God, bringing heaven down. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah and it becomes an altar of connection this is what i want you to understand it becomes an altar of connection and spiritual transaction with the spirit of god don't forget this that they erected altars an altar is a place of transaction this is where there is a transaction with the spirit witches and warlocks do it with altars to engage and have a transfer from demonic spirits, you do so to have a transaction and transfer with the Holy Spirit. Amen? Praise God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. So that's number two. Number three. Let's write this down. Let's give this rolling glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise God. The prayer closet, listen, gentlemen, is the place of heavenly invasion on earthly domain where heaven invades your soul, invades your life, and invades your situation. Praise Jesus. My, my, my. In Luke chapter 11 and verse 2, the Lord is talking about, uh, he's teaching his disciples to pray, that particular disciple to pray. He says this, when you pray, Say, Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy what will be done on earth as in heaven, so in earth. Praise God. So what that prayer closet, praise the Lord, amen, is a place where you can experience a heavenly invasion upon the earthly domain. This is where heaven will invade your soul, invade your life, and invade your situation. How many of you have ever been in your prayer room, in your prayer closet, glory to God, and you're praying and you're worshiping God, and all of a sudden the Holy Ghost invades your soul, invades your life, invades your situation, amen, and what looked like it was difficult before, now there's a lightness in your spirit, because when heaven comes down on the earth, the miraculous will always happen in the earth, thank you Jesus, glory to God, praise God, praise God, hallelujah, so number three prayer closet is the place of a heavenly invasion upon earthly domain where heaven invades your soul. I don't know about you, but I want heaven to invade my soul. Amen. I want heaven to invade my life and I want heaven to invade my situation. Praise Jesus. Number four, ladies and gentlemen, number four. What is a prayer closet? Hallelujah. It's more than just a physical room. Number 4 the prayer closet is the place where cases are settled hallelujah amen the prayer closet is the place where what cases are settled it is the place of stand are you listening it is a place of stand, and when you go into the courtroom, you take, they take you on a stand, right? And you have to stand before the judge. Are you listening? Then you have your defending attorney, and then you've got the, prosecu- the prosecuting attorney. What is the job of the prosecuting attorney? To accuse you, right? And then the judge will ask you, how do you plead, guilty or not guilty? guilty. Well, the prayer closet is the place where cases are settled. It is the place where you stand, amen, in the heavenly courtroom pleading your case with your heavenly advocate by your stock. Praise God against the accusing and prosecuting lawyer, Satan. And when Satan says he did this, and he did that, and he did this, and he did that, amen, and the judge says, how do you plead? You say, I plead the blood. Can you say amen? I plead the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Come on. On, lift up your hands with me right now come on everybody in our Louisville Jacksonville lift up your hands and say with me I plead the blood, plead the blood. hallelujah praise God I'm not guilty because I plead the blood and uh, and uh, your advocate in heaven who is the Lord Jesus will look at the at the judge praise God the righteous judge of the earth and say he pled the blood glory to God loose him and let him go can you say amen, amen. now Daniel shut down the accusations of his accusers in prayer. They accused him. They brought accusation against him. But he settled the case in prayer. Let me tell you this the moment that Daniel went on his knees and began to pray, I mean, the, the accusers that were doomed. Are you listening? Some of you right now, your case is not settled. You've got a stubborn situation moving against you because you do not go into the prayer closet to settle your case. Are you listening to me now? Come on, lift up your hands and say, I've got to settle my case. You've got to settle your case. Amen. Whatever accusation the enemy has brought against you. Whatever the devil is doing against you. The way that you, you settle the case is by going into the prayer closet. And get on your stand and you plead your case before God. You bring the word before God. What do you bring when you bring the word before God? Evidence. Amen. amen. Evidence. Hallelujah. Thank you Lord Jesus. Praise God. Revelation chapter 12, Revelation chapter 12, and look at verse 10, Revelation chapter 12 and verse 10, praise God. Revelation chapter 12 and verse 10 says, and I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, now is come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ for what? The accuser. Now, who is the accuser of brethren? Satan. All right. For the accuser of our brethren is what? Cast down who accused them. Amen. All right. Before our God, day and night. Everybody say day and night. There's a difference. Day and night. But when you read about, about what Hannah was doing, Anna was doing. She served God with prayers and fastings night and day. Night and day. Evening and morning was the first day. Evening and morning was the second day. You see, but while the enemy is accusing you in the daytime, you you settled it down. You settled that case and you shut it down by praying in the night season. Can you say amen? That's why we believe in midnight cry. That's why we believe in all night prayer meeting. Praise God is to shut The mouth of the enemy. You've got to silence your accusers. If you don't silence your accusers, ladies and gentlemen, they will prosper against you. Daniel prayed three times a day. Glory to God. Somebody say hallelujah. Now, 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 listen to this. Satan accused Job before God. Right? And all hell broke against Job. It was when Job settled it in prayer that God turned his captivity and gave him double double. So this is why we're saying to you, the prayer closet, listen, gentlemen, is the places, is the place where cases are settled, praise God. It is the place where you go and stand in the heavenly courtroom pleading your case with your heavenly advocate on your side against the accusing and prosecuting lawyer who is Satan. Settle your case in prayer. Settle your case in prayer. People talking bad about you, don't don't go and retaliate against it. Settle your case in prayer. I really couldn't care. That's what anybody think about me. Amen. I'm going to settle my case in prayer. Can you say amen? Somebody say amen. Lift up your hands and say, I will win my case. I will plead my case. I will settle my case in prayer, in the prayer closet. Amen. Can you shout amen? Hallelujah. The secret to the supernatural is fasting. Fasting will fast-forward your destiny and take you to realms that you have never been before. I want to recommend my book to you, 101 Benefits of Fasting. That book will give you the mechanics and dynamics of fasting. Call 502-523-4407 or go to my website, glenorekion.org. Call 502-523-4407 and get the 101 Benefits of Fasting. Number five, ladies and gentlemen. What is a prayer closet? The prayer closet is the engine room of revival. Amen. Let me say it again. The prayer closet is the what? Engine room. It is the boiler room of revival. If we want to, if you want personal revival, if you want city revival, if you want church revival, you got to have, amen, that you got to be in the secret place, especially as a minister of the gospel. God help us today when we've got ministers, amen. The Bonner report tells us that the the average uh, pastor in America only prays 7 minutes. My Lord, God help us. We need men who will get on their knees and see God in prayer. Can you say amen? So number five, the prayer closet is the what? The engine room of revival or the boiler room of revival. Now the great man of God Dwight L. Moody in the eighteen hundred, when there was a great fire in New York, all right, uh, decided to go and visit London, England and he wanted to go and be refreshed and uh, uh, and, and, and uh, rejuvenated going into England, all right? So in 1872, he decided to go to England, praise God, for a time of refreshing, for a time of learning from great preachers of that day, all right? And he didn't want to do anything. He didn't want to preach. He didn't want to minister. He just wanted to sit and receive. But one pastor named John Leslie discovered that Moody was in town, all right? And he begged of him to preach, uh, amen, for him one Sunday morning and one Sunday night, and he didn't want to do it, but he said, "Okay, you know what? I'm going to do it." So he decided to preach reluctantly. He, he, he you know, he just accepted the request. All right, and uh, it was a medium sized church in the city of London, and so he preached us Sunday morning, and the message did not go down well. The service did not go down well. The people were not responsive like today, amen, <laughs> amen, amen, I feel like I'm in London right now, amen, talking to the same church, all right, the people were not responsive, they were bored, you bored, okay, and didn't want to be there, and, uh, and so it was a terrible service, how many of you have, have ever been in some terrible services, how many of you have been some, in some dead service? Right? Dead church, dead service. I mean, I mean, my God, we don't want to hear dead preachers preaching dead sermons to dead people in a dead church. Are you hearing me, saints? Amen. And so, he didn't want to be there. he goes, oh God, I've got to go and preach again tonight. And he wanted to cancel it, but because he's a man of his word, he didn't cancel it. So, he went that night. And miracles are miracles. The heaven opened and the glory showed up. Praise God. How many, I don't know if, you, if you've ever been in a, if you're a preacher of the gospel, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, when, when, when heaven opened and the glory shows up, my, 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 preaching becomes easy. Everything becomes easy. And so he preached and uh, he made an altar call. And when he made an altar call, over 200 people stood up to come and receive Christ. He said, nah, I can't be alright. They didn't understand what i said so he made another altar call again He, you know another little spiel and he said uh and the people showed up again he said nah i can't be right these are the same people that were looking at me like a cow looking at a new gate right okay and so he said now if you are really serious about this come and see me in the pastor's office 200 people showed up in the office are you listening what had happened ladies and gentlemen now he was mesmerized by what had happened as he had to go to ireland and so he went to ireland and when he got to ireland all right uh uh, there was a telegram awaiting him saying to him you're going to come back to london because something miraculous has happened people are showing up for prayer meeting let me tell you this now you know you know when we know revival is going to hit our church when people come to the prayer meeting Amen, hallelujah. You know, everybody want to go to a prosperity seminar. Everybody want to go to a a success in life seminar. But you tell them about prayer, nobody want to come. But that's the engine room. And here's the deal. So he wanted to know what what was the deal that day. His investigation led him to a little hospital where Marianne, Marianne, Marianne Adlard was staying. What a name, Adlard. (laughs) Okay, now she was a member of that church where Moody went, but she's paralyzed. Are you listening? And so she was not in the morning service. Her sister was in the morning service. And so her sister went back and said, hey, we had this guest minister today. His name is D.L. Moody, Dwight L. Moody. And when she heard that All right, when Marianne Marianne heard that, she goes, What? Dwight L. Moody, I've been praying for the last two years that he will show up in our church. If I knew that, I would have missed breakfast, I would have fasted for his coming. So since you've told me this now, put away the lunch, put away everything. I have to go in before God in prayer and pray things through and pray heaven down. And that's what happened that Sunday evening. Praise God. Souls got saved, lives were touched, praise God. The glory of God came down. Why? Because a woman by the name of Mary even though she was paralyzed. Amen. Knew how to bring heaven down. The prayer closet, ladies and gentlemen, is the place, amen, where revival will be triggered from. Can you say amen? amen? Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. So number five, the prayer closet is the engine room of revival. Number six, ladies and gentlemen. Number six. The prayer closet. And listen to me very carefully here. The prayer closet is the place where your personal life will experience transformation, receiving direction, and obtain revelation. This is why Some Christian are as mean as devils. You don't have to go outside of church to find devils. There are some Christian devils in church. They're meaner than a snake. Are you listening to me now? Why? Because there's no personal change in their lives. They cuss other people, they gripe about other people, they gossip about other people, they want to tear down other people. Are you listening to me now? All right, because there is no change in their life. They may be saved, but they're not walking in the fruit of the Spirit. Look in your Bible in Luke Luke chapter 9, ladies and gentlemen. Luke chapter 9 and verse 28. Let me say it again. Number 6, the prayer closet is the place where your personal life will experience transformation and direction and, amen, and obtain revelation. Praise God. Luke chapter 9, verse 28 onwards amen we're going to read verse 28 uh, to about verse 32 praise the lord let's read together please look on the screen and it came to pass about eight days after these things everybody read now please he took peter you know what it means to read it means open up that mouth and articulate amen where do you want to go he took who peter and john and who and james and went up into the mountain to go and pick strawberries is that what he did huh to go and pick up fruit no is that what he did No, to go and do what? To pray. Can you, can you say amen? Amen. Now, look at verse 29. And what? As he prayed. That verse is wrong. It should have said as they prayed. But they left him praying and they left, like many of us, we're living Jesus praying for he ever liveth to make it, th- to make intercession. And as he prayed, now everybody read now, as he prayed, then what happened now? The fashion of his what? Countenance was altered and his raiment was white and what? Glycerine. Can you say amen? So he, he was transformed, transfigured before them. People who do not pray will never be transfigured. Don't you remember what the Bible says? Uh, Well, it's the same thing here. You'll find it. uh, That when Peter finally got up from his slumber, prayerlessness, he said, Lord, it's good for us to be here. In fact, you know, when he got up, what did he see? He he saw who? Elijah and Moses. And what did did Peter say? Holy Moses. (laughs) <laughs> he said, holy Moses <laughs> thank you Jesus all right uh, oh glory to God don't you love the American language holy Moses <laughs> glory to God Oh, holy moly <laughs> all right uh, and the scripture says it's good for us to be here let's build three tabernacles one for me now one for you one for Moses and one for Elijah not knowing what he said People who don't pray don't know what to talk about. People who don't pray say a lot of stupid things. Have you met people like that? Yeah, look in the mirror. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. All right. Praise God. Glory to God. Now, listen to this now. So let's keep, let's keep reading, please. And so the fashion of his countenance was altered and his raiment was white and glycerin, which means what? Holiness. Amen. And they're seeing uh, Jesus as he is. All right. And behold, there talk with him two men, which were Moses and Elijah. What does that mean? Moses as representative of the Torah and Elias, the prophets. That's the word and the prophets. Can you say amen? That's the first five books of the Bible and the prophets. That's the Tanakh. Amen. And the and, and next verse, please. Who appeared in glory and spake of his decease, which he should what? Accomplish. At Jerusalem, which he should accomplish at Jerusalem. Ladies and gentlemen, that's why we said to you, when you pray, there will be, Amen, you will experience transformation, divine direction, and revelation. Can you say amen? Alright, he knew that he would be deceased where? In Jerusalem. He had the place. The so transformation, direction, and Revelation. That's why he set his face like a flint. Number seven, please. Quickly. Number seven. The prayer closet is the place where burdens are deposited, unction is received, and power. Is harnessed. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. Come on, number seven. What the prayer closet is the place where what? Where burdens are deposited. Amen. Unction is received and power is harnessed. Amen. When you go to the prayer closet, you go and leave all your burdens there. You roll all your cares upon the Lord. First Peter 5 and verse 7: casting all your cares upon him, for he cares for you. Proverbs 16 and verse 3 says, Commit your works unto the Lord and your thoughts shall be established. That word, that, that word in the Hebrew says, roll your cares upon the Lord. When do we do that in our prayer closet? I roll my care onto the Lord. Can you say amen? And let's close with this. Number eight, ladies and gentlemen, the prayer closet is the private place of communion between the spirit of man with the spirit of God. It is the place, the prayer closet is the private place of communion and intimacy between the spirit of man and the spirit of the living God. This is where you will enter into the secret place and you will have an encounter with the revealer of secrets who will give you the secrets of the Lord. Amen. Spirit to spirit transaction amen spirit to spirit intimacy can you shout amen and my time is up it is 8 p.m glory to god all right amen so um, next time i'm going to show you how to set up your prayer closet glory to god amen next wednesday i'm going to show you how to set up your prayer closet and what you're going to do in your prayer closet i'm going to tell you one thing do not take your phone with you in the prayer closet. Do not take any technology, amen, lest you be distracted. Are you listening now? The prayer closet is not to be a place of distraction. The prayer closet is to be a place, amen, where you receive revelation, instruction, and direction. It is not the place. Don't, don't insult God. Amen. You check in Twitter, checking your Facebook in the prayer closet. And people do that all the time. People do that all the time. Listen. God doesn't go where he is tolerated. He is go where he is celebrated. Hallelujah. Learn to respect God. If you don't respect, even a dog knows if you don't respect it, it won't come to you. Are you listening? Praise God. Well, that's enough for today. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Faith Lift Radio podcast. For more information about Dr. Glenn and how to offer your financial support, log on to glennarechion.org.